when you come into the will of God, God has counted you, you get a choice. You can say, so the Bible says in Matthew 26 that many are called, but few are chosen. So many are called, what does that mean? You know that God's calling you to do something because you can't get it out of your spirit. It's just there all the time. You cannot get it out of your will. You cannot get it out of your spirit. It's always there. So it's, it's a tug on you. But you can say no to the call of God and still go to heaven. Now, you're not going to get the reward that was attached to that calling, but you can go to heaven. You can, you can still be saved and out of God's will and still get to go to heaven. I don't want to try it but it, it's possible. You don't have to be in God's will. You just have to believe on Jesus Christ to go to heaven. But if God's calling you to do something, you have a choice to say yes or no. And there's people right here in this room that you know God called you to do something and you said no. That's all right, you're still saved. Thank God you're still saved. Even though you said no, you're still saved. Now here's the difference. Many are called, few are chosen. Now, if you get chosen, suddenly your choices have diminished down to almost nothing. When you get chosen by God for a purpose to do something, you don't have many choices. You are sold out for a lifetime to do what God has called you to do. Perry Stone has a purpose. He is not just called, he's called to preach, but he was chosen to bring the voice of evangelism to the world. And that has limited the things. You have to say no to a lot of things to say yes to what you've been chosen to do. So can I just give you a little bit of uh, encouragement here? If you know of somebody that has blessed you in the ministry, go up to them sometime and say, thank you for your yes. You know, you didn't have to say yes, but I'm so glad you did. The fact that you said yes, I'm learning today. The fact that you said yes, I'm, I'm growing today. The fact that you said yes, I'm walking in freedom. So no one has to say yes except to salvation. But when you say yes to the call and being chosen by the Lord, it changes so many lives around you. So turn to somebody and say, thank you for your yes. I don't want you to forget to do that. So the Bible says, I'm reading this from the, from the New Living Translation. I will instruct you, this is Psalm 32 and 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. I love that. That's God's will. I will instruct you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you as you struggle your way into destiny. All right. Um, how many of you have maps on your phone? How many of you depend upon sister siri to get you around or maybe you got a brother siri mine's a girl so mine's a sister siri so sister siri i, I call her cyrical some days because she makes me she makes me you know, takes me in circles okay so if you have maps on your phone you understand predestination because you have a place you're trying to get to and you have choices to get there and because you have that you have options how many of you almost always choose the fastest route? How many of you know that's the craziest route? That's when you go down streets with no names, and if your phone turns off, you are lost, honey. You are lost because the fastest route will get you there the quickest, but you got to ride through somebody's backyard to get there. So that fastest route is not always the easiest route, but that's what we're always after. But sometimes those three minutes will, will be the difference in two turns and 25 turns. 
because you have chosen a route. You have options. Your destination has not changed, but you have options. So here's what I want you to know about God's will. You have options. God's will is not... God, tell me everything I need to do in my life. No, find out who you are. What did I put inside of you? What gifts are inside of you? What makes you angry? What gives you purpose? What makes you fulfilled in your life? That's what I'm calling you to do. If you're called, it never gets out of here. It's always there. It's always there. It's always there. The calling, that's why the Bible says the, the gift and calling to God are without repentance. Now, some people take that and they kind of beat you over the head with it. That means you can never say no. No, what I believe that means is that the uh, repentance means one thing, an about face. That's all it means. All right, it doesn't mean backslid. When you repent, you stop walking this way and you turn and walk this way. The gifts and calling God are without repentance, which means God's gonna call you for the rest of your life. If you are called, that means God's not gonna turn around and quit calling you. The gift and calling to God are without repentance means that for the rest of your life, the calling is there. The gifts are there. If you ever decide to stop singing in the bar and start singing in the church, the gift is still there. He put the gift there. You can stop singing in the bar and start singing in the church because the gift is still there. If you were called to ministry and you decided to go somewhere else and, and build your fortune and, and not leave the ministry, guess what? And you, you're getting older now and you decided, well, Maybe this ministry thing will work out for me. Guess what? He has not stopped calling you. The gift is there. The calling is there. It never stops. It's without about face. It's without repentance. So God continues to call you. But when God calls you, you have options. Sometimes you can't get there on the fast route. It takes some people longer to get ready than other people to get ready. But the destination is the same and what you have to know, we have to find out from the Lord is, what is the destination? What are you calling me to do? Doesn't mean I have to do it overnight, but I'm gonna do it. All right, now I'm gonna go to somebody's favorite verse in the Bible. Right now, I'm gonna call you to go to Jeremiah 29. Somebody finish that out for me. Oh yeah, we love it, don't we? Especially in the NIV. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Somebody's getting their shout on when I just read it out loud. Because it's your life verse. But do you understand what this verse means? Let me give you the backdrop of this, and you'll see why I've given it to you in three different versions of the Bible. I want you to read it and understand it. Okay, so here's the backdrop. Israel has been called to do the will of God and they keep going into idolatry. And God says, enough, you don't stop making poor choices, I'm gonna have to bring you to your knees. If you don't stop making poor choices, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in a circumstance where you have to talk to me because you haven't been doing that. I'm gonna put you in circumstances where you will call my name because you haven't been doing that. If you keep making poor choices, I'm gonna use an enemy to bring you back to me. The Lord told, told it back, and I'm gonna use the Chaldeans to come in and plow up the land. But after they plow it up and the fields are growing, I'm gonna send you back. And you're gonna see the harvest of the Lord. But he said, I'm gonna use an enemy to plow your field. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. 
or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. Now get this. Israel has, been, has gone into Babylonian captivity. They have left the homeland. They are living in slavery in Babylon. How many of you ever heard the term the horse whisperer before? The horse whisperer, these people, you know, I would say that, you know, probably Andrew Hamilton's a horse whisperer. You know, it's people that could actually talk to horses and get them to do things. It's like they understand horses better than anybody else. And so I'd say that Andrea's got that gift. And so there's people that, are, that call them the horse whispers. Well, there's another whisperer that you need to be aware of. He's called the hurt whisperer. And his name is Satan. And the same way you can talk to the horses and get them to understand you, the hurt whisper is always reminding you of how God failed you. Remember, that's the first thing he said to Adam and Eve. Oh, God doesn't really, God doesn't really love you. That's, why he, that's how he tricked them into, into eating the forbidden fruit by blaming God for it. So here's what happens when the hurt whisper comes into your life. You find yourself in Babylonian captivity, and the enemies are saying, now look what God's will looks like now. Look what God did to you now. This is all God's fault. See what God did to you? You're not happy anymore, and it's all God's fault. You're, 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 you don't, you're not doing the things you wanted to do with your life, and it's all God's fault. That's the hurt whisper. This pain you're in right now, it's God's fault. This, this heartache you're dealing with right now, it's God's fault. This betrayal, this, 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 all these issues you're having, God's the one that did that. Now, they're in captivity. Can you imagine the children of Israel within saying, wait a minute, you are our God. How dare you let the Babylonians come in and destroy Jerusalem? How dare you? They have torn down the temple. They have torn up the streets and the walls of Jerusalem, and they, are t they, have, they have killed our inheritance. They have ruined our promise, and now we are displaced in Babylon. God says, mm -hmm. I know what you think about me. You think I don't love you anymore. I know what you think about me. You think that I don't care about you anymore. I know what you think about me. You've been listening to that pain whisper, that hurt whisper, and he's been blaming me for all of your woes, and now you think I don't love you anymore, but I want to plead my case. Even though you're in Babylon, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Even though you disobeyed me and you found yourself, even though I told you quit going to idols and you wouldn't go quit going to idols I told you stop sacrificing to demons and you wouldn't stop sacrificing to demons you disobeyed everything until you found yourself in a displaced position because you made so many poor choices outside of what I ask you to do with your life and now you think it's my fault but I want to tell you even in Babylon I know the thoughts that I think toward you declares the Lord put that on the screen for me guys I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord and they're thoughts of peace they're not thoughts of evil I want to give you future I want to give you your hope back even in Babylon I'm thinking about you you've 
You've done everything I told you not to do. You have messed up your life and it wasn't my doings, but even there, I love you and I want you back. And so that's why we love this verse. And I know the plans that was given to slaves, that was given to to, Jude, to Israel in Babylon. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I want to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I had to put this there in the Message Bible because I love how the Message Bible says this. I know what I'm doing. There you Can't you just hear sassy God saying that to you, Jehovah Sneaky, coming up on you saying, mm-hmm. I know you think I'm not looking, but I know what I'm doing. And I know you think that I don't care, but I know what I'm doing. I know you think this is the wrong way, but I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you. I'm not going to abandon you, plans to give you a future and something to hope for. Even in Babylon, there is hope. Even out of God's will, there is hope. The gifts and call of God do not repent. They're always tough. They're always following me. The grace of God is always reaching for me. So even if I make poor choices because my relationship with God is not where it needs to be, even there, God wants me to bring me back into destiny. See, here's where we, here's where we miss the message of Jeremiah 29, 11, when we put that on the fridge and we pull that out and we just claim it for now, you know, hopes and futures and all of the good stuff, we forget about the next verse because the next two verses put it into context, the next three verses. Look at this in these next three verses. Then, I'm back in the NIV, your favorite version of this scripture, right? For I know the plans I have for you. Look at the next verse. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. God says, I want you back. I don't care about Babylon. I can destroy, and he does. He ends up destroying their enemies. God said, I can take care of Babylon. I want you back more than what you're asking me for. If I give you what you want back and I don't get you back, I'm still out. I want you back more than I, more than I want to deliver you or give you what you're asking for. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Look at that. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity, declares the Lord. God wants you more than he wants you to have what you want. He wants you back. God says, I'm gonna put you in a place. I wanna tell you something. If you don't know how to pray, you'll learn how to pray in Babylon. You know, somebody calls you up on the prayer chain and says, my baby is sick. Will you pray for my baby? You know what you do? I don't feel guilty, but you know what you do. Lord Jesus, help their baby in Jesus' name, amen. And then you go back to washing dishes. Lord Jesus, help their baby. But let your baby get sick. Let it be me, oh Lord, let your baby get sick. You know what? You don't go back to washing dishes. You will get on the floor and you will beat the ground and you will, you will put tears in the carpet and you will walk, march around the house with oil in your hand and you'll slap it on every door and you'll put a, you know what I'm talking about. You know how to pray in Babylon. Babylon draws you back. Let it, let it be a crisis in your life and it it will change and realign your relationship with God. 
This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.